0: Well, G2, after 16 wonderful years, it's time to say goodbye. And I'm so sorry that we can't do this today in person, but I have worn my trusty blue shirt, which if you think back, you'll realise that this is my lucky preaching shirt. In fact, one of three identical preaching shirts that I have nearly always worn when I'm speaking at G2. Today we have a Psalm of Wisdom, and it's part of our series on the Psalms. But first I'd like to say a few personal things. It's been brilliant over the last month or so to be able to reminisce with different people about things that have happened at G2 over the last many years. Uh, I've often thought of Acts chapter 20 when Paul says his farewell to the uh, Ephesian elders. He gives them a long speech he reminds them of everything that he's ever taught them Uh, they kneel together they pray he kisses them all and embraces them he says i'll never see any of you again well it's not quite that dramatic but i do have some final thoughts for us and as i've been thinking about today i've uh, been counting some of the numbers some of the stats and the highlights of the last 16 years. The first is this, 16 weddings. It's been great to lead a church where so many people have met their life partner. And there've been more than 16 couples, but it's been my privilege to conduct 16 of those weddings. Because of our age profile, only one member of our church died. And so in my time, I've only done one church funeral. Some of you may remember the wonderful Hannah Dyke, who we lost more than a decade ago, much too soon in life. And it was a packed funeral, extra hard to lead when you are grieving also for a friend yourself. 92 baptisms. Man, I wish we'd hit the hundred, darn you, COVID. As some of you may know, baptisms were my absolute favourite. All those incredible stories of faith, hearing about how people were invited to come along to church and they met God and their faith was brought alive and they wanted to declare it to everyone by being immersed in water. These for me certainly were some of our most powerful and exciting meetings over 50 people who've gone on to work for Christian organisations such as Fusion or Alpha or the Diocese or many others. Uh, And not that working for a Christian organisation is better than other types of job, but it's been such a great indicator of the engagement of our faith and the empowerment of people that so many people have gone on to do that. With that, nine people who have got ordained in the Church of England, or who are about to be ordained, and another six who are still exploring or about to begin. Uh, And of course, there are many other great leaders in the church who've held all sorts of different roles of responsibility as well. That's a pretty good return on investment. That's a pretty powerful thing to be proud of as a church and last ignition 100 more than 100 people given a chance to speak and to preach which is quite something for a small church and for me so great that ignition 100 was actually our last in-person service A lasting memory of so many high-caliber speakers and leaders at G2. More than the statistics, there are also some profound thank yous, and of course, too many to make individually today. But let me just say a few things. First, you've been a church remarkably free from complaints, so thank you for that. It's not the common experience of most vicars or church leaders. I have met too many clergy who have quit quite simply because their church was mean to them. G2, you have been the exact opposite. And of course, in our team, we've had appropriate, healthy conflict and emerging leaders have had their growing pains. And some of you quickly learned my rule that if you tell me something that should be better, then you've just volunteered to fix it. Second, G2, you've trained me. Last week, some of you were on a Zoom call, and you were very kind to acknowledge many of you that I have trained a lot of people in this church and raised up leaders. But I've gained every bit as much also from all of you. The process has been a two-way process. I have also been the learner. I have also learnt to lead. And I'm writing a book about it, which I hope you can read next year. Third, you've been an amazing community. And more than the events, I will remember the community and the people. Many hilarious times, rushing to fix broken technology before the service. People who hang around after service for longer than the service ran for. So many brilliant team meetings and retreats and individual conversations. And so more than anything else, that makes it doubly hard to lead a church that feels so much like a family. Well, let's turn to our psalm, and our psalm today is Psalm 1, and this is the final psalm in our series. Let me read the words to us, Psalm 1. Blessed are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or take the path that sinners tread, or sit in the seat of scoffers, but their delight is in the law of the Lord, And on his law they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water which yield their fruit in season. Their leaves do not wither and in all they do they prosper. But the wicked are not so. They are like the chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous, for the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Well, this great psalm is a psalm in two halves, just six verses. The first three, positive, the next two, the negative side, and then the final verse, summing up and as the first psalm it introduces themes that are repeated throughout the rest of the book of psalms and in the wisdom literature and these things are gone into in more depth it's almost as if this is our opener this is our highlight or our summary of the main theme the main idea that will be unpacked in the psalms the key nugget of wisdom that the author wants us to know, that there is a contrast between those who choose to follow God and those who do not. And the editor of the Psalms perhaps deliberately put this one at the beginning to make that as a clear opening statement. This is the book that has been the worship text for God's people for thousands of years. And David, the author, is writing a bit like a parent or as a mentor, certainly as an older man. This is uh, summary advice. This is the big picture. And it's also the long view. There are trees that grow. Trees do not grow quickly. Trees grow over years. He's talking about a life imagined like a tree that grows to strength over years it talks about the seasons this isn't about hours or days this is about the seasons and and the broad and the major sweep of life so this is not a psalm about an instant fix or an immediate remedy to an imminent problem this is about how to have the happiest of lives how to have a blessed life This is the long view, the big picture, the whole story. And the words of a psalm are very active, very visual, uh, easy to imagine, easy to think of and engage with. In one translation, the active words are walk, stand, sit. So we're not to walk in the step of the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. The righteous person is the one that avoids situations and activities and even company that will prevent them from following Jesus. Whether that's active, so the walking, actively doing things that take us away from following God, or uh, whether it's participating, sitting, So just joining in, just going with the flow, doing what everyone else does, letting others do the choosing for you. Or maybe just being unwise, standing in the way, passively allowing ourselves to be in a situation or a context or in company that is unhelpful or unwise to following Jesus. And it's worth noting that 500 years ago, the first Christians picked up a a tiny echo of this wording. The first Christians were called followers of the way. And so the Christian faith was, in its first description, described as an activity. People who walk, people who travel in the direction of following Jesus. People who are actively taking those steps, to walk in the way of Jesus. So instead, the righteous in this psalm focus their lives on God. They delight in the law. They think about it, they remember it, they meditate on God and what God has said day and night. And the result is uh, a tree, something solid, a tree, planted by a river, a tree that grows and and gains strength, it gets bigger and more solid and more powerful and permanent, more magnificent year after year. This is not, again, an instant result, but it is about a solid outcome, something that builds year on year, strength on strength. And in poetic form, the wicked are portrayed As the opposite in this psalm. They are blown about. So they're not solid like a tree. They they are as flimsy as chaff, which is just the outside of the grain. It's the bit that's so thin that all you have to do to separate it is you throw the grain up in the air and a gentle breeze will blow the chaff away and you're left with the grain. He's saying... The unwise, the unrighteous, the ones that are not following God are as are as flimsy and fragile as chaff. And because of this, they won't stand in God's judgment. They won't be able to, to bear it. They won't, they won't be solid enough to stand in the presence of God, because they have been blown away and blown everywhere. These are people who are making unwise choices that lead to an accumulating bad result. So it seems so obvious to say it, but let's take heart from this simple psalm of wisdom this morning. The simple uh, picture that it illustrates for us. Let's keep choosing to be in God's way so that we can continue to be blessed, so that we can grow to become uh, an oak of righteousness. Let's keep making deliberate choices about the actions of our lives, big and small, knowing that over time, the result of the harvest is righteousness and wisdom. Well, with this in mind, I have a few final words of wisdom that I would love to share, and I'll be brief. The first is, Keep going with the experiment. Many of you know G2 started as an experiment. We didn't know if it would work, but we wanted to try something, to do something new. We wanted to know if a church that didn't meet in a church building but met in a neutral location, would it connect with a different group of people? And we didn't know that but we wanted to try. We wanted to see what would happen. And we were willing to get it wrong. We were open to learning along the way, and we were happy to do something that was different from what other people were doing. So G2, keep going with that and resist the desire to play it safe. I hope you will always be a daring church on the leading edge of innovation as an inspiration to others and for the sake of helping people to discover hope in Jesus Christ. Second, keep going younger. G2 is a young church and all age groups matter, of course, but the missing generations are young. Few churches are really engaged with children. One third of youth have left their church during COVID. Likewise, student ministry has been hard hit over the last years and many young adults today feel they have the least hope ahead of them of any generation. So this is vitally important. And not many other churches are doing this or are effective at it. But G2, you are. Do not waste this gift. Keep going with it because it's so vitally important. And third, keep looking outward. The danger for any church is that over time it starts looking inward. The change creeps in and once missional communities can slowly become more focused on the songs they like or the refreshments that are served than the thousands in the city who do not hope in Jesus. So it's great to be in a church that you want to be in, but it's even more important to be in a church that's effective at connecting with our friends and our colleagues, and our neighbours, and the people in the city who do not yet know Jesus. So G2, from uh, Amanda and myself, thanks for the last 16 years, which have been amazing. Keep going, do what is next, and continue to follow all that God has for you. As we end this series and as I end uh, this talk with you today, may I pray for us. G2, may you continue to walk in God's way. May you sit at the table of wisdom and under the guidance of God's word. May you walk forward into all that God has in store for you And may God cause each of us to be blessed today and forevermore. Amen.